Wen and I want to express our gratitude for every one of our listeners. Thank you for being a part of this podcast and sharing this space with us each week. We are now offering an opportunity to work with Wen or myself individually in a deeper look towards what's true about life and who you really are. If you'd like to know more, email me or Wen for more details. In a three-day dive under the noise, anything is possible. Let's find out. Now on to the podcast. Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts, and I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Wynne Morgan. Hi, Wynne. Hello, Kate. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm really well, thanks. Hey, I'm really glad that we're going to get this recording in between doorbell rings and your <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Full disclosure, I'm now going to tell everybody um, what just happened. We paused the recording because Kate's doorbell went. Yes, we did. Yeah. Why, is my, why would my doorbell not be going? Because my doorbell doesn't work. Well... My cat might actually walk through the cat door too and make a bunch of noise. So we'll figure it out. That's not going to happen to me. I don't have a cat. Because <laughs> you're that neighborhood grump when someone said that about me. You. <laughs> so I had an idea. You did. I did. So I had this thought, and I know I've heard it before. This is not obviously an original thought, if there is such a thing. But I've heard before that we're always getting what we want. And I firmly believe that's true. But I can literally hear our listeners. <laughs> and you can? can? Yes, I can right you now. You can literally hear our listeners. I can, literally like, hear, I can hear it all. Like hundreds of people are like, no, that's not how it is. But I, I think it's an interesting topic, even if nobody actually believes that other than myself, that we are always getting what we want. Even if sometimes we don't realize that what we want is something a little bit deeper. Maybe we don't even notice that it's there, but there's a deeper desire happening and we are getting what we want. Like it's truer mm. than like our desires on the surface, right? So for example, and I'm sure almost every client that you, t- that you talk to, they have a desire, something that they want and they don't have it, mm-hmm. right? But that desire is usually some kind of deeper desire, right? Or at least that's what they think. So maybe I want this, um, let's say 
I want to get this promotion at work. And I want you to help me get this promotion at work. But underneath that, there's a desire, right? And that desire is to feel fulfilled, maybe, successful, right? And then there's something deeper. Now, it could also play out in a different way in that I say I want this, and I really think that I want it. This is what I want, right? So say you are coaching somebody that wants a successful coaching practice, but they can't figure out how to do it or they're not doing it for whatever reason because there's an underlying desire, which I understand, is to, I'd rather be safe. Mm. I'd rather not fail, right? I'd rather play it safe than put myself out there in that way. And so this idea, I love this, and I totally believe this, that we are always getting what we want, and it may not look like that at all. Until we see it maybe for what it is, and then it just, you know, and then you realize, "Mm, oh, I am getting what I want because I'd rather, you know, I'd rather not fail. I'd rather play safe, and I love that. Because that's a deeper truth. Do you hear anything in all of that, Wynn? Yes, I do. And um, when you raised this before we started, before you started pressing record and before the doorbell went, (laughs) um, I was puzzled by this because I thought, wait a minute, let's talk about wants versus needs. And I was getting in my head a bit about that because I think that we do get what we need, but not always what we want. And then you shared that with me about um, a coach who's not got a thriving practice, but they want the feeling of safety more than the feeling of having a thriving coaching practice. And I went, oh, I know tons of people like that. And then I had this other thought, which is, oh, I remember this one. I want to lose weight while I'm shoveling ice cream in the mouth. (laughs) And that, that's what I remember, right? I remember doing that, having that thought, I want to lose weight while I've got the spoon kind of like doing, you know, repetitive strain injury to my to my arm because it's like going automatically <laughs> from the, you know, 25-gallon tub of, of everyone's favorite brand. And then, you know, salted caramel. And it's just like shoveling it in. It's just like, well, I want to lose weight, but I also want to eat ice cream. But clearly right now, my want for ice cream is higher than my want to lose weight. So when you said that and you talked about it, I went, oh, yeah, I can relate. I can relate. So what's your underlying desire? Well, I, I, I want to taste tasty things. And yeah. anyone who knows me who's hung out with me knows that, geez, I could have, I get one taste of something, whether it's a drink or a or a food, and I can just go, oh, my God, this is just insane. This is so good. I mean, people laugh at me, at my reactions to what I eat and drink sometimes because they're, you know, I'm in it. So here's what I notice about me is that my my want for immediate gratification is bigger than my want for long-term weight loss. Has been. Has been. And occasionally I will still succumb to that. I had um, 
some sugary things this past weekend. <laughs> some carbohydrate kind of things. <laughs> when? I know, and I haven't had that kind of stuff since late February. But what, what's funny is that I don't know what I'll want later on today or tomorrow. I wonder oh. when, though, if there's a deeper desire than that. Okay. I've had that conversation. You know me well enough. <laughs> and we've talked about it on the show before, that there's a, a desire to feel good. Yeah. A comfort thing associated with food. Um, maybe even avoiding discomfort and pushing it away when you really want it, which can be for some people, they don't like that. Oh, I don't know if I can do that. You know, it's a, we avoid feeling uncomfortable or at least in our minds that that's what's playing out. Right. Cause we assume it will be uncomfortable to not do it. It's very interesting. And yet, you know, we can't see it till we see it. You know, maybe something that's truer than what we think is playing out. Mm. And it's actually, you know, like one of my favorite questions in a conversation with somebody who says they want something, but they can't figure out why they aren't getting it, right? And I've even, I've had that question put to me as well. So it's like, you know, if we assume that we're always getting what we want, what are you getting? What are you getting out of this? And it kind of takes it away from what they think that they want or what I think I want into a deeper space of assuming I'm always getting what I want. What is it that I'm wanting? And when I start to see what that is, or I'm with somebody while they start to see what that is, then it settles into, I think, a deeper, yeah, like a deeper truth. Yeah. And people feel that truth. Something just occurred to me. You know, you and I have talked many times on this podcast and with each other about how we experience life, how we're creating our experience of life through thought. And I always come back eventually when I really think it's about somebody else, whether it's someone's done something to me or a relationship isn't working out or things aren't the way that I thought or when it really looks like it's outside of me. And it may take me years, I think, sometimes, or seconds, it could go, <laughs> either way, but it's like this deep fundamental desire to experience the unconditional love that we are. Mm. 
regardless of what's playing out in our lives. No matter who's doing what or how we think it has to do with them, good or bad. And that includes like even falling in love. That experience of being in love, that's so beautiful, right? We think it's about the other person. Mm-hmm. But really, it's like we're just using them as an excuse to be the love that we are, to be open, like wide open and accepting and non judgmental of myself or someone else. Or when it's not playing out in a fun way and it doesn't feel good, and we swear it's about that person or whatever. But the whole of who we are is unconditional love. And that's all we ever really want to experience is that version of ourselves, regardless of condition. I wonder if that's what we always want ever, if it comes down to that. And I kind of suspect it is. I don't know. That's just what what came up seeing that is a a life changer right so is forgetting yeah yeah and then remembering again and then forgetting again remembering again because that's but i still think that when we forget it's it's less of a it's dark it's less dark Mm. generally over time when we forget there's a bit of the of the gleam of the of the truth that stays with us. Because this is what came to my mind in, in listening to you. What I when people say what they want, often the first thing that they say they want are things. You know, you just talked about I want the promotion, I want a better boss. I want to be in the relationship of my dreams. I want to, I want that house. I want to win the lottery jackpot. I want things. And this, this occurred to me sometime in the past year that why does anybody do anything? What any one of us, why do we do anything? And it looks like it's for those things to get the things that we want and the material things of life in our circumstances. And to your point, it's when we see that that's not where feelings come from. The experience of life does not come from the, the bigger house, the better view, the different relationship, the better boss, the promotion, the car, the whatever. Then it, it offers a different question, which is why you know, what do we really want? We really want a deeper feeling. You talked about the unconditional love. And other people have different words for it potentially, right? So you listening, wherever you're listening to this right now is, what is it that you really want underneath it all? Ultimately, what do you want from life? When I remember doing this, um, a poll for people, it's 10 years ago now easily, might be 11 years ago now, and um, I got a huge response to this poll, you know, a few hundred people. 
which to me at the time felt like a lot of people. And the overwhelming feeling that people wanted was peace of mind, which that surprised me. I was expecting confidence. I was expecting other stuff, other feeling, um, other feelings to come to the fore. And what also surprised me is that the things of life were far lower down. Because when I ask people, like people who want to be coaches, successful coaches, what do they want? I want a successful coaching practice. As long as that is not in order to feel something great. So I want to have a loving relationship in order to feel loved or lovable. Uh, ain't going to work that way. I want to have a great uh, boss so I never have to feel pressure at work. Uh, yeah, pressure didn't come from the boss, right? It's to de um, get rid of the tangle that it looks like the cause and effect causes external, causes the internal feeling. But when we see to that point that you just made, when we can notice that unconditional love is the given, the default, when we're not in our heads, when we're not listening, of the noise in our heads when we're under the noise. And we see that as, well, to me anyway, I'm going to speak for myself because I'm not going to be as presumptuous as I just might have sounded then with a we. For me, when I see that all of those, the feelings I've always wanted are a given, then I can go play. I can play with the stuff of life. But if what I want is stuff in order to feel something, because that's what I'm looking for, then I'm looking in the wrong direction. But also going back, there's a, a conversation that I had with somebody earlier today, and they're having some, um, was it my second conversation with this person? And they're, they're um, what would the word be? Having estranged son from the family. Um, is it son or daughter? Daughter. Crikey, I don't forget that. He has an estranged daughter, which means they're not getting along. He wants to get along. He hates this. It's breaking his heart. And he thinks it's breaking her heart too, because they used to have, like for the first 20 years of her life, the daughter's life, they were so, so strong. And the father has got his, um, he's got a very strong opinion about this person's life, his daughter's life. And I asked the question, do you want to be right or do you want to be in a relationship with your daughter? Now, I have no idea why that came into my head, but it was obvious that there were two wants that this person was saying. And the bless him, the mini broke down in tears on, on Zoom. He said, thanks, that's all I needed to know. I've been wanting to be right. And that's a terrible, terrible idea. I'm going to apologize. And half an hour earlier, if I'd have said, hey, do you think it's worthwhile apologizing? He'd have said, me apologize? Are you kidding? And then it just became obvious that what he thought he wanted was to be right, was the only thing getting in his way of what he really wanted, was to have a great relationship, a loving relationship with his daughter again. But sometimes it just it's easy for us to get confused over those things like me with my ice cream, me with my short terminism, me with anything else that I think I want when in fact what it's serving is a deeper want. And when I see that for what it is, it can all 
often offer up a whole other way to live. You know what I love is how solid the truth feels when we hear it. Mm. <clears throat> Even if it's like, like your conversation was a question, but the answer inside him was so solid that there was no getting around the truth yeah. of that answer. And it couldn't come from you. You know, because if you'd made, like you said, if you made the suggestion, he couldn't hear that. He can hear what's coming up from inside. And it's so solid. And it's so real. That I think if, if we were able to find a space when things don't look like it's going our way, what we would prefer life to look like, or we're confused, I wonder if we found a space where when it seemed like that or felt that way, if we were able to settle into a question that if I'm getting what I want right now, do I want? Like mm. under this assumption, what is it? What am I getting that I wanted? Yeah. What am I getting that I didn't know that I wanted? And then that, yeah, like if you listen, if you wait for the answer, not from someone else, not from outside, but just wait for it to show up inside us. Yeah. And the feeling's the guide, because if the feeling's bad, then what we're getting isn't what we want underneath. It's a superficial egoic want that's being served. To me, anyway, I can notice that for myself. Yeah. It's not one of those soul-enriching wants that I want to remember on my deathbed. You know what? And I'm going to take it a step further. What if that I got a ticket in my car for cash for life lotto, okay? What if I got that? What if I got, like, the thriving coaching practice what if i ask myself then what am i do i think i'm getting from these things what am i getting that i think that i want that i think are coming from these things that's a question security Mm -hmm. yeah value to feel valuable as a human being but i think it's coming through my job I mean, I could guess what the common ones would be. Security, lovability, value, safety, security. Which goes back to that whole paradigm of we think that things make those feelings occur. Yes. And if you're listening, wondering to what extent that might be true or not true, then it's an invitation to just take a look. To what extent did the last thing you want give you the feeling that you really wanted it for? And how long that feeling lasted if it did? Because I don't know anyone that made a million and then didn't want another one. <laughs> There's a one person that springs to mind sold their first business for, you know, not a, not a small amount in anyone's mind, but 
apart from this person, and then sold their second business. And then all they wanted was to sell their first business for a bigger amount again, which was, you know, the only way of doing that was to set up a third business and sell that to make up for it, right? It was constantly moving along for the next big thing under the illusion that I'll be happy when, I'll be safe when, I'll feel secure when, I'll have enough when, I'll feel enough when. And that's the mirage of what thought can do. It can make the outside look the cause of the inside. Yeah, I love this question. Mm. Really rich, Kate. I'm glad you thought of this. <laughs> For sure, that wasn't me when. Oh, well. Because all I've had in my head, when you started talking about it, I had the Rolling Stone song in my head. You can't always get what you want, but sometimes you get what you need. Mm-hmm. That's what my first thing was. What are you talking about, Kate? What are you talking about? Then I went, wait a minute, listen to that, not Mick Jagger in the, in the 60s or 70s, the song in my head. And then, um, yeah, this has been really rich. Well, maybe I Another upcoming episode will be how we always get what we need. Yeah. Then we could play that Rolling Stone song. <laughs> it's a good song. <laughs> Top five Rolling Stone songs. My yeah. Opinion. yeah. So that could be a good invitation for you listening to, to notice for you. And let us know. Let Kate know. Let me know. Our emails are at the on the outro and you can see it written out where you found um, this podcast today. And if there are musings that you have about this, then please let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts and anything that's um, come up for you as you're listening. Thanks, Kate. Thanks, man. You've been listening to this week's Under the Noise with my wonderful co-host, Kate Roberts, and me, Wynne Morgan. Have a great week. And uh, if you've got any thoughts about this episode or any other uh, episodes that you'd like us to talk about a specific topic then please do let us know have a great week goodbye thanks for joining us we'd love for you to subscribe rate and review if you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about email win or kate at win at winning.co.uk and kate at kateroberts.coaching.com. until then enjoy what's possible under the noise.